Hello everyone, my name is Emilia and I give you a very warm welcome to another episode of my podcast called Europedia, Europe at your fingertips, where I talk about some of the most popular European countries. Today, April 10, 2022, we will talk about a country that has been the heart of European politics and culture for many years. Uh, this country is Germany. We are also going to talk about its etymology, history, best places to visit, historical figures, and also facts. I'm going to start by giving you some key information of Germany. It has a population of 83.2 million people. Its capital city is Berlin. Uh, the language that is spoken in this country is German, and Germany is a member of the European Union. So, to start the podcast, we are going to talk of the etymology of the name Germany, according to the YouTube channel Name Explain. Big shout out to this YouTube channel, I always get the best information from country names from here. I know I always give them a shout out, but yeah, it's very well deserved. <laughs> so there is a huge variety, variety of names for this country, like Okay, in English we call it Germany, in Spanish it's called Alemania, in Danish it's called Tuskland, um, in German it's called Deutschland, also it got names like Almain or Germania or Saxa, and the thing is that there were so many tribes in this part of Central Europe that each tribe kind of had their own name for it. And yeah, we are going to talk about that in the history part of the podcast, but I'm going to tell you the etymology of the name Germany. This name comes from Latin, and the thing is that Julius Caesar heard about a tribe that used to live in this part. This tribe was called Germani Klosani, and it ended up not being the name of just one tribe, but of a collection of tribes that were <laughs> all around Germany. So he decided to call the place uh, Germania, and it covered Belgium, the Netherlands, and of course, Germany. And okay, so as I told you guys, uh, German people refer to their nationality as Deutschland. This name appeared around the 8th century, and people from this land saw themselves as people of the land. Literally people of the land, because that's what Deutschland means. Um, all High German was spoken in Germany back then, it was not Latin. So in this language, uh, Deutsch means of the people, uh, it then evolved to Deutsch and then Deutschland. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's one of the countries with the most, let's say, variety of names. I think we also saw these happening when we spoke about Greece, uh, yeah, but it, I, I don't think it's very common, like, I don't see that happening in lots of places, so, yeah, that's very interesting. Now we are going to go to the fun part of the podcast, the history of Germany, according to the YouTube channel Gipoli. So, yeah, um, you guys, again, I know that I always apologize, but bear with me, I... Yeah, I'm kind of a history freak, so you guys know that I try to give you kind of a, yeah, like a small version of countries, histories, but um, 
yeah it's um sometimes it's not very easy to do that but that's the fun part so yeah let's let's go for thousands of years a huge variety of cultures lived around europe uh, these cultures were like such as the youths the Danes, the gods the saxons frisians and this explains why germany has so many names nowadays there were so many tribes all around germany and they all were very different from each other but they had one thing in common their enemy the roman empire so they united against this empire in the year i think it was in the ninth century and yeah of course they won and this stopped the the romans from conquering germanic lands at the east of the rhine river which was called magna germania so a few years after this Germanic people that lived west of the Rhine River gradually started becoming Christian and the the ones that lived on the east of Germany remained pagan. In the 4th century the Huns invaded uh, the known Roman part of, of these Germanic lands and this was known as the migration period where more than 50,000 people from lots of tribes settled lands all over the Roman Empire. And this is just one of the Basilian reasons that led to the fall of Rome in the 5th century. Which we spoke about when we spoke about Italy. <laughs> uh, when this happened, the Franks conquered lots of the, of the west of Germany. And King Clovis I was the first leader to be baptized as a Roman Catholic instead of a Germanic pagan. This caused... Uh, lots of missionaries to travel all around Germany to convert uh, the pagans into, into Christianism. In the 8th century, Charlemagne expanded the Frankish Empire and he united the west and the east of Germany. It's, um, it's actually a funny thing, I don't know why I, I kind of always thought that, Char that Charlemagne was... Um, I, I don't know why I thought that he was um, like... I don't know, like from Italy. I mean, it was it was a very surprising thing to realize that. No, I don't. I don't think he was from Italy after all. Thing is, Charlemagne's grandkids partitioned the the this empire that he had made into three parts. But one of the most important parts was East Francia, which is considered, let's say, the predecessor of what nowadays we know as Germany. In the 10th century, Otto I was crowned as the king of Germany and he also became the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, yeah, so uh, when the Crusades started happening, uh, lots of uh, German religious orders started, such as the Teutonic Order, and they started expanding Germany even more, like even in the west, from countries such as Estonia to Slovenia and yeah we whenever we speak about any or most of the countries from Europe we face the Black Death in the 14th century but a few centuries later the German Habsburg family controlled a huge part of the Holy Roman Empire I think we spoke about this when we talked about Austria uh, of course uh, a person from the Habsburgs took the throne from the Holy Roman Empire 
from the 15th century to the 19th century. I mean, it was not the same person, but yeah, we, yeah, we remember that the Habsburgs were very powerful for a very, very long time. <laughs> right, so in the 16th century, Martin Luther published texts exposing, let's say, corruption and some bad stuff from the Catholic Church. And this had, as a result, the Protestant Church. And also, it's very important to know that he translated the Bible to German. And this, yeah, this was this was a very, very important part of um, Germany's evolution. Uh, speaking about uh, the Protestant Church, in the 17th century, the Protestant Union and the Catholic League fell into a civil war, which started being a religious civil war inside the Holy Roman Empire, but escalated into a continent-wide war known as the Thirty Year War. After, after the Thirty Years War, the German nation was a cultural and scientific center. Uh, let's say that Luther, Luther contributed to the to standardizing the German language when he translated the Bible. So yeah, this gave, as I said, lots of points to Germany. Also, as another example, Copernicus became one of the most influential figures of the scientific revolution that happened in Europe. And when the, when the Enlightenment happened in the 18th century, uh, German was the, let's say, the key philosophic language of the modern era. And yeah, we also got lots of artists, lots of composers. And yeah, after the Congress of Vienna, the Holy Roman Empire disappeared. In the 19th century, the population of Germany grew from 21 million to 34 million in only 50 years, thanks to industrialization that helped unificate Germany again. Then Germany suffered a national uprising in the year 1848. And then the German Reich was formed on the... I think it was on the 1870-something, 1871. A few years later, Germany was part of the Central Powers in World War I. Then uh, this happened... This kind of... Uh, caused Germany to have some stuff to do uh, with the Russian Revolution. In the Second World War, Germany was devastated again. Um, I mean, all of mo well, most of its cities were in ruins, and the population was very much reduced, and no one had any idea about the future. And then we had the in the Cold War, we had the ideas of East and West Germany. Uh, East Germany went communist, and West Germany had a huge growth and freedom from from the end of the Second World War onwards. And yeah, um, Germany became one of the most prosperous nations in the world, and it joined the European Union in the year 1958. Uh, yeah, uh, the. Uh, we very much remember the Cold War, uh, which kind of very much was with the United States and Russia. Uh, but yeah, uh, then we got a unified Germany in the 1990 at the end of the Cold War.
yeah, that was a result of the Cold War. And yeah, that's that's kind of pretty much a small insight into Germany's into Germany's history. Um, again, as I told you guys, I very much try to make it as understandable as possible. I mean, it's impossible to, I mean, personally, it's impossible to, uh, like, memorize or, like, fully memorize the history of all the countries we have spoken about. But, um, it's, um, it's fun. It's fun to research and then to, to speak about it. I mean, it's um, it's nice to have lots of fun facts about countries when you when you are at a party, you know, being like the walking encyclopedia. That's very much my thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Now we are going to talk about the top five best places to visit in Germany, according to the YouTube channel Turopia. So the number five is Lübeck which is a city with medieval architecture and cute narrow streets and it has a town hall from the 12th century and the number four we have Heidelberg which has pubs, restaurants, museums, art galleries and it's home to Germany's older university oldest university <laughs> number three we have Neuschwanstein so sorry you guys, I German is a very difficult language which has the castle that was the inspiration for Walt, from Walt, for Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty's castle in number two we have Munich which is the origin city of Oktoberfest and it has a great cultural scene and in number one of course we have Berlin Um, like one of the most important attractions in here is the Berlin Wall. I mean, it's not there, but some remains are still there and it's very interesting. Uh, there's also lots of culture and nightlife. So now we are going to talk about uh, top 10 historical figures in Germany. Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, did I tell you that the, the information that I got from the best places to visit in Germany was according to the YouTube channel Turopia. Yeah, again, Turopia, thank you for supporting me to make all my podcasts. I usually try to get like um uh places information about the best, like the top sightseeing places to visit in countries from this YouTube channel. So yeah, thank you so much. Now, as I as I was telling you guys, moving to the historical figures in Germany, according to the YouTube channel Kiropedia. Uh, yeah, there's lots, I mean, hundreds of historical figures, important historical figures, especially when it comes to a country with such cultural and uh, historical value as Germany. Uh, this list doesn't come in any particular order and it doesn't mean that they are like the top, 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 top 10 people. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a, just a, uh, a small idea of some of the most important figures. So the number 10 are the brothers Grimm, uh, Jakob and Willem. 
they were folklorists and linguists and I think that if you guys have heard about Hansel and Gretel or the Sleeping Beauty you can thank these couple of siblings, well, brothers. In number nine we have Nietzsche who was a philosopher and a writer that was famous for his criticism of morality and religion of Europe. In the number eight we have Charlemagne who was the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. Number seven, we have Gutenberg, who uh, used the first, uh, well, who invented the first printing press in the world. Uh, in the number six, we have Kant, who was a philosopher and a thinker of the Enlightenment era. In the number five, we have uh, Marx, who was uh, another political thinker, uh, owner of the Marxism. In the number four, we have Martin Luther, who started the Protestant Reformation. Number three, we have Bag, who was a composer of the, of the Baroque and the father of classical music. In the number two, we have Einstein, who was a scientist, and of course, he came up with the theory of relativity, which, I mean, lots of his theories are still considered nowadays. And on number one, we have Beethoven, who was a composer and who, who was, let's say, the, the transition between classical to romantic style music. And maybe if you guys remember the, one of the past episodes where we spoke about, um, about Vienna, maybe I might have mentioned some of these characters also in Vienna. It's important to note that this happened because uh, Germany kind of used to be Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, had Vienna at some point. So yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> And now we are going to talk about some facts of Germany according to the YouTube channel Around the World. So number, again, not any specific order, but Yeah, just to keep an order. <laughs> Number 10 is that a third of Germany is covered in forests and woodlands. Number 9 is that more than 300 different kinds of bread exist in Germany. There is even a, there is even a museum of bread. Yeah, a bread museum. Number 8 is that Germany or Germans are the second largest beer consumers in the world. I mean, yeah, Oktoberfest. <laughs> Number seven is that the densest highway system in the world is in Germany, with no speed limits. Yeah, dangerous. Especially for someone that doesn't drive like me. Uh, number six is that, as I told you guys, Gutenberg invented the first printing press and uh, one of the first books that were printed was the Lutheran Bible. Uh, number five is that German is the official language of five countries. Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Luxembourg, and Liechtenstein. Oh my God, I'm so sorry for my pronunciation. <laughs> number four is that the Cologne Cathedral took almost 700 years to build. Uh, number three is that... Germany is the seventh biggest country in Europe, but it has one of the biggest populations. Uh, let's say that 
yeah, this is number two. Uh, <laughs> Berlin is the fifth largest city in Europe by population, but it is bigger than Paris and it has more bridges than Venice. And I mean, it kind of makes sense considering how big Germany is when comparing it to, let's say, Venice or, yeah, Paris. I mean, Berlin. But yeah, comparing Germany to France or Germany to Italy, you can kind of notice the the difference of air, like the area difference. But now that I think about it, France and Germany might not be that different when it comes to like geographical area. But yeah, anyways, the number one is that the Christmas tree tradition came from Germany. So yeah, as you guys can see, Germany Germany has been the center, of course, the center of Europe, because it's in Central Europe, <laughs> has been the central, the center of lots of European and even just worldwide culture, arts, um, knowledge, science, and yeah, it's it's an amazing country, and it was amazing to speak about it. So, well, you guys, those were today's key points. Thank you very much for tuning in. This was Emilia speaking in the podcast Europedia, Europe at your fingertips. Make sure to check out next week's episode where I will speak up about the fourth most popular country from Europe, which is Turkey. And I am, yeah, looking forward to it. So thank you guys very much. Have an amazing week and see you. See you next week. Thank you.